This is a conversation with Archer, my parents, and myself. I recorded this conversation on February 6th, 2023. So this conversation actually happened before the conversation that I posted uh, previously. So in this conversation, I referred to printing a token. What we're talking about are some wooden discs or medallions that have images or text on both sides. And Archer wanted to use them as small gifts for some other missionaries in his district. Um, I did subsequently make the medallions with my laser engraving machine, and uh, Archer's handed them out. I think he actually might have talked about that in the last episode we recorded. Um, also, in this conversation, we ask listeners, you guys, to help Archer find service opportunities for him and the other missionaries in the area that he's responsible for. My parents did an internet search, and they shared several service opportunities that they found with Archer by email. And he has since followed up on some of those opportunities, you know, some of them on the list, and they've already begun doing service. One of the places they are volunteering is City Hall in one of the towns that's in his district. At the end of the conversation with Archer, I also uh, included a short piece of the conversation that I was having with my parents just before Archer joined in. So that's the very end. Hey, Archer. Hi, Dad. How you doing? Uh, Howdy. I'm doing good. Hi, Grandpa. Wonderful more. Hi, Grandma. Hi, how are you? He said it looks like you have a ponytail, but I know it's not. It's just the shadow. Shadow in the wall behind you. Looks like a mullet. Uh, I would love to have a mullet at some point. Uh, this was freshly cut about three days ago. Archer, didn't yeah. your mission president ask you to be innovative and think of new ways to spread the gospel? Um, do you have some? Well, I was just wondering if maybe a mullet would fall in that category. Oh, I see. Yes, It'll help. I see what you're describing. Um, well, People could it, relate to you more. Yes, I will put a photo into the chat right now. What? I knew, I knew that you were here. I, I hope you did. Uh-huh. Okay, sorry. There are many other missionaries um, with us currently um, because... You're having we, a late night. Basically, yeah, we're actually partying it up here. It's really nice. Um, there's a zone conference tomorrow, and so... Um, yeah, so I, I just put a picture into the chat if you want to take a look at that. I'm hanging out with some, some sisters at T-Point. You'll see my hair in that picture is kind of spiked upward. Uh, it's just a shadow on the wall behind it, but it looks like there's hair back there. Right. You see the picture, Grandpa? It looks like you have earrings, too. In that pic? Oh, with this? Yeah, just my earrings. I'm trying to find the chat. It's all right. In that photo, I've got really spiky hair. Um, that That's kind of what I want to return to and just shave off the sides. So I'd be flying outwards. But my companion uh, complained a little bit about it not looking professional. And then upon it being cut by him, Everybody suddenly, everyone around me was complaining that I cut my hair. Um, and so I, you know, I was kind of, I was, no, well, uh, what I should have done was I, perhaps I should have fought harder to keep my hair. But, you know, this is what I'm used to with the hair right now. Um, yeah, that's your cross country haircut. 
Archer, maybe maybe from now on, you should make all of your decisions by a group consensus process where you abscond yourself from all responsibility and just require mm -hmm. that everyone that knows you take a vote. You go with the majority. Perhaps I'll do that. I like that idea a lot. That'll be my weekly letter, a weekly email home. If you want to have any say what my hair is going to look like for the next couple of weeks, please send in a response now. Yeah, get your vote in. But yeah. but pray about it first and then send it in. Pray about it. Please. So that I can have yes. the spiritual consensus of the community of followers. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't look bad. I in the photo or right now? Right now. Right now? I don't think it looks bad at all. But that was that was after it looked awesome. And unfortunately, all the people that we know, including members, and, you know, a bunch of other people are like, they were heartbroken. Um, they're like, oh, you cut your hair. I'm like, I did. I'm sorry. Oh, it sounds like a kitty or something. Well, I mean, it almost felt that way. There's a, a older sister in uh, one of the branches that we serve at, and she's kind of a returning member, and she's really uh, building some strong relationships with members there. And, you know, I show up with my spiky hair and she's like, oh, can I run my hand through? And I'm like, yes. So she runs her hand in, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, the next week I do something else with my hair and she gets really giddy and she really likes it. And then, you know, two weeks later, I don't have any hair. And she's like, oh, yeah. that makes me sad. No. So... Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a question for you. Did you ever cash the check I sent? Yeah. Uh, no, I did not cash the check. I don't know how to, to be quite frank. Okay, here's here's what you do. Okay. Find a member that you can trust. Okay. Go to the bank with them. On the back of the check, write, pay to the order of, and write their name, and then sign it on the back and give it to them. They'll give it to the cashier. The cashier will cash it because you've transferred the check to them. They'll cash it, give the member the money. The, the member then gives the money to you. Okay. And this is, uh, this is assuming they already have a bank account. Yes. They have to okay. go to their bank. Got it. You just have to find a member you can trust. Right. Well, luckily we have a lot of trustworthy members here. So yeah. just need to find one of them. Archer, you could also... Just sign it and send me a picture of the front and back. And since I've got access to your bank account, since it's you know your mm. and my bank account, I'm pretty sure I can just deposit it through the app. Yeah. Should I perhaps sign it on the second or third line and then send it to you? And then if that, for some unknown reason, doesn't work, then I'll have those first two lines to do the thing Grandpa was talking about. Yeah, and I've got a check for you from BYU-Idaho as well that I could try and deposit and then I'll let you know if that works and then I'll know if it'll work. Sure. Um, Sarah just yeah. started a Capital One account oh, and nice. she's got a check that she's tried to deposit and hasn't been able to. The app keeps mm. crashing or something. It keeps telling her it can't nope. connect. So huh. I don't know what's up with that. With you, it always worked fine. Yeah, it worked really smoothly the whole time. Maybe I'll, I, I'm gonna go call her in a second here. So. I might try and help solve that problem if it's one that can be solved finally over the phone. All right, Archer, I did not um, print out the tokens yet for you, but I, I did kind of work on the design a little bit. 
So they look I've awesome. I think you'll like them. Um, not my cup of tea, but uh, I think you'll like them. Yeah. So and the sisters in our district. Um, I don't remember if I told you about the whole dinosaur necklace thing, um, but we got them dinosaur necklaces. We were going to give it to them if we reached some goal, and we got there. And then we gave it to them, and it was kind of a surprise thing. And they all absolutely loved it. They were so excited to get these dinosaur necklaces that had a little little charm of a stegosaurus and a brachiosaurus and a triceratops and a T-Rex. Oh, yeah. And they were all like, oh, that's so awesome. So it was uh, a big success. So these, okay. these medallions will guarantee bring happiness and joy. We know they're, they're able to work and do awesome and stuff. Grandpa, do you have any questions for me about my mission? What's going on over here so far? What time zone are you in? Um, same as Missouri, I think Central, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And you mentioned the weather you had. Did you get any freezing weather that far south? I don't know if it necessarily froze in no, our area. The ditch. Huh? You'd know if it froze because no one knows how to drive in ice there. Yeah, and uh, in in our area specifically, we were just told, hey, don't go drive around right now. Uh, but I heard that up in El Dorado, which is very far north of us, over in Arkansas, they did have some weather that was dangerous. And so they definitely weren't going outside because, you know. Well, they had tornadoes go through the southeast. Well, mm-hmm. We actually had a tornado go through our town. Yeah. We want to go help with tornado cleanup, but we ask around and nobody knows anybody that we can go help. So, so do you do, um, I don't know, is it eight hours of service a week, something like that? I wish we could do eight hours of service. We're looking for service. Yeah. It's not necessarily something that we're ordered to do specifically. Um, during times when there are events, uh, hurricanes and other tornadoes and stuff, then we might get put on call and we're like, hey, go out and just do service. Um, Missionaries here, they're supposed to do, I think it's eight hours a week. Mm-hmm. And so they volunteer at the food pantry that we volunteer at. Right. What's really interesting is they've been doing it for a long time. And so the salary people at the food pantry love the missionaries. They know when they're going home, they know where their home is. Um, the lady that's the volunteer coordinator, we were talking about it the other day. She said, what were you in? And I said, Pickerington first ward. She's oh, okay. She has the missionaries over all the time for dinner and she's even attending church, which I thought was really cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. And uh, last week, no, two weeks ago, uh, there was a threesome of elders who were helping. And one of the volunteers at the food pantry is from Nepal. And he's helping people with Medicaid and food stamps and that sort of thing. And one of these missionaries is also Nepali. And they know it, they've, they're talking and they're able to communicate, which is, I thought, really cool. Some of their missions are actually language-speaking missions. Yeah. But for here. Yeah, so some of the so elders. Many foreign, there's so many foreign people in Columbus or in this area. Yeah, this companionship, they speak Nepali. 
is oh. there's so many people from Nepal in the Columbus area, the south side, that oh. they that's what they do their proselyting in is in Nepal, Nepali. Wow. How strange. That's pretty yeah. neat. Very yeah. neat, yeah. So I, I just wanted to, I mean, I think the food pantry is a wonderful place to volunteer. We really enjoy it. Well, yeah. it's had a really positive effect there because everyone knows them. They know where they're home. They know when they're going, when they're transferring, and they are sad when one leaves and then a new one comes. And it's just pretty cool, I think. I think it's really nice. That's super awesome. Over in Slidell, which was very, I was in um, two channels ago. Uh, we had the Bishop's Storehouse. Uh, we went and volunteered every single Tuesday morning. That's all, that's different. That's, yeah, it's all members. That's very sanitized. Yeah. Yeah, just a local food. Yeah, with volunteers. Yeah. We're thinking of some ideas for ways to find service. And we're thinking about driving around to all the churches around here and just asking them what kind of service we can provide for them. So we might start trying to do that. There's a lady in our ward that has a service dog and she takes her dog into like nursing homes and so forth. But one of the things that she says people do to volunteer is they read to people that for whatever reason they can't read or they find it very relaxing and enjoyable for someone to read to them. Okay. And that would be something missionaries could do. Thought to look around and see if that's a thing around here. How would you find something like that, Dad? Um, go to nursing homes, assisted living in nursing home. What about food pantries there? Yeah, food pantries. So every nursing home has a program director or an activities director. Uh huh. And they're usually would love to have somebody come in and do some activity with their clients. And it might be just reading. It might be if somebody, if you had a missionary that was talented on the piano, they could sit and play on the piano for him or right. singing or do something else that would be entertaining to the, to the clients. Because if you think about it, their life is pretty dreary. Oh yeah. Some of them don't ever get visitors. Shreds of service. Well, food pantries is a good one. Um, and in our area, I don't think we have nursing home for a food pantry. That could be wrong. I guess I haven't looked hard enough, so I bet we might have one. There's always Just Serve. Yeah. <laughs> just Serve has not been very well maintained down here. There's on our just serve website. There's actually lots of things on it. That's so awesome. I looked at them, but I none of them appealed to me. But there were a lot of things on the website. She asked how you'd find out in Newark. There's a number someplace that directs you to different service opportunities. I can't think. It used to be anyway. We worked with different agencies when we were on a mission, and every county does things different. Okay. It's really pretty hard to figure out where to go for different things because one county does it through the Goodwill, one county will do it through some other right. organization, so it's hard to figure it out. 
more. But if surely if you go on the computer and look, would you find something? I don't know. Okay. That also requires having a computer. Yeah. Oh, you don't have one? <laughs> so there's literacy programs around here. Obviously, with all the immigrants in central Ohio, there's English classes and GED classes. I don't know what there would be in your area, but literacy is a... Look up the Catholic Church. They'll have service projects. They'll have something. Okay. Well, yeah. as soon as I get to a computer, I will look those guys up and see what they got. So, so anybody could, um, except for the missionaries, anybody could get on the internet and start searching these things. So yeah. if, if you're willing to put a little yeah, time in... We, yeah, we, we got a branch president. He has a home computer, so we might, we might go talk to him and figure it out and stuff. So. But Dad, if you wanted to look, or if anyone else, so if we when we post this up, if we post this conversation up on our um, podcast channel, then the, anyone else in the family that's hearing this would like to be helpful. Archer, you want to give us some information around where you're at so they can, someone. it's because if someone were to do a search of, whatever they could, think of interesting maybe, service opportunities, yeah. they could email you a list and then you could take yeah. that list. Okay. So for anyone listening, if you do email me with a list of things, do not include links because those are useless. If I try and <laughs> click on a link, I will not be able to do anything with that. So rather than doing that, um, you might, Consider copying and pasting large blurbs about which address to go to, what phone number to call, and nothing with the internet. It's just, yeah. I, I'm in a blackout zone, basically. Um, and what area are you, what's your range for where you're at? Where I am in the Jonesboro Hodge branch, and I also run the Winfield branch. Winfield. So, yes. Um, and I'll spell Jonesboro, J-O-N-E-S-B-O-R-O. That's Jonesboro. And then Winfield is W-I-N-N-F-I-E-L-D. So um, please, if someone's willing to put in the time and effort, we would love for like you to send us like a phone number to call. And we call those people and like, you need to go here and here. This is where we... Um, this is where service is needed and blah, blah, blah. Or this, go here at this time, at this day. And or, or even just a phone number, because then you guys could call the place. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you get, we're able to work with phone numbers. So, yeah. All right. All right. Well, I've got to get going. I got to go talk to Sarah, and then I got to take care of some other business and whatnot. So, it has been awesome to Get to say hi to you, Grandpa and Grandma. Oh, um, I love you. And do you keep? Do you still forward my emails to a bunch of other family? I did it just about an hour ago. Wow, that is so awesome. I hope. Do, does anyone ever like? Oh, this is so great and stuff. Is anyone saying stuff like that? Early on, I got feedback from mostly my siblings, Joyce and Daryl and Celia, and I think Joyce got on your so she doesn't need my forwarding yet she actually emailed me individually i was like oh i will put you on my email feed yeah so, yep so but now it's it's just every week so i don't get any feedback at all right because it's, it's too common and i trust that people are still reading it sure sure well 
I, I'll try and keep the shop factor up and stuff. We'll, we'll do crazy things here as missionaries. So I'll write about it and you guys like, that's crazy. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Ready? Yeah. All right. Good night, Dad. Bye, Grandma. There's a, I, I don't remember the author's name, Peter Enns, maybe. He had a book or a, an essay or something called The Tyranny of Certainty. And it was more around religion. People that uh, claim certainty through religion and, and what that effectively does is it closes your mind to all other possibilities. And so his book was called The Tyranny of Certainty which I thought was a really good way to look at it. If the actions that you're going to take are going to be the actions that you're going to take, then I suppose having a nuanced view of things is not helpful. You know? Yeah. I feel like I've always wanted to understand things well um, and think that it's useful for living your life, but I'm just not as sure anymore that it matters. You know, you if you're going to make the choice you're going to make, um, this knowing more about all the options matter if you're not going to change your choice at all. And yeah, I, don't know, I suppose it does in certain ways and, and it could theoretically help you be empathetic and, and whatnot. I saw um, an article looking at the effect of unconscious bias training for police departments, um, wondering whether they're effective. This article was looking at a bunch of data, you know, a bunch of studies, um, you know, police departments that have done these things. And what what the authors were concluding is it looks like it does actually increase awareness, but it doesn't change anything. So police are now more aware that they're um, that they might have unconscious biases, but it doesn't change how they police. Yeah. Um, Kendra actually at Sunday school this Sunday, she asked whatever the discussion was. She asked, uh, noted that lots of times in in Sunday school lessons we you know, talk about these things and it, it doesn't really lead to us doing anything that'll change a situation. I think that she's generally right about that. One of the examples that someone in the class gave was that in teaching, um, you often repeat the same things over and over and over. And, you know, my own experience from teaching um, is that I can say things like, for example, my genetics lab, I can explain things and I see all the students nodding their heads and I can ask a question or two and they can give back answers that indicate comprehension, but then they start working on, on problems and they don't get it. Like they don't understand it enough to apply it. And then you, you know, they get the problems wrong. You give them feedback, they do it again. And eventually they get the problems right. So that constant repetition combined with chances to put it into action do seem to create education. That's in some way. Yeah. It's um, understanding. It doesn't necessarily change behavior. Well, in this case, the behavior might be getting a problem correct on an exam, and it does it does change that behavior if they practice the problems and get feedback. Um, but absent the problems to work on, they very quickly plateau in their understanding of something and their ability to practically apply it until they apply it and and then have to iterate in that way. So, you know, we might have to uh, actually try and do things like try and be kind or try and um, 
help other people who are different than us feel welcome at church. And we get to sort of try that out in order to, yeah. uh, in order to move beyond a Sunday school discussion about that. So Melanie, our, we only got her telling us about it because we weren't there to hear it, but her, share her assignment or what she talked about was how to become a Zion people. She posed the question and then she started talking about things like, how would you respond to the environment? What would a Zion society do toward the environment? And then she gave her opinion about what that might be. Mm-hmm. How would a, a Zion society deal with contention in politics? Then she gave her opinion. It was, I thought it was a wonderful talk because it gave you something to think about that could lead you to maybe changing your behavior. Because ultimately, if you want to be a Zion people, you got to be very different than you are today. It's not going to happen overnight or be magic. And I, and I really liked her approach because it addressed the issues head on to cause you to think about, oh, how should I vote or how should I react or how, what should I support as opposed to these generalities that we all shake our head to, and then we don't do anything different. Then you don't, they change. No, you don't know, but at least they have a chance to think about it. Yeah. And then you'd almost need to be forced into situations where you have to attempt to make these changes and then have some kind of iterative process where you see how your attempts um, are working out. And if the feedback process on that is, is right, so that you know, you're getting feedback that actually is consistent with the way your new actions are actually affecting things so that you can dial it in one way or the other to the way that you'd like it to yeah. be. Then, But that, that itself, um, that dial-in feedback itself is challenging because we perceive yeah. the world through our biases. My behavior in one setting might seem to be working really well, but then, you know, you modify that setting a little bit by, oh, I don't know, a different person involved and suddenly it doesn't work at all. Yeah. People are all different. It's very complicated talking about people.